and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads Comics. Today is Sunday, April 22nd, 2018. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? I hope everyone is having a good day on this Earth Day, a day for us to uh, think about the environment, to think about Mother Earth, um, and uh, just, you know, think we can do better out there, which is a good idea. Uh, many of the comics we'll be talking about today uh, have that theme, so that'll that'll you know that'll be exciting because because that'll just amp up the comedy there. We'll see what happens. Anyway, hope your Earth Day is a mirth day. Hey, sorry about that. All right, our first comic of the day is "The Born Loser" by Art and Chip Sansom, and this comic is indeed an Earth Day based one. Um, this one, uh, the the kids are talking to Brutus. And they say, hey, we, we planted a tree for school at Earth Day, for Earth Day. Uh, they came out of school, and Brutus says, well, good for you. Trees benefit the Earth. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So where did you plant it? And one of the kids says, in the backyard by our birdbath. And Brutus goes, but we already have a beautiful flowering crabapple tree out there. And one of the kids goes, nope, we chopped it down to make room for the new tree. Oops. The joke here is that the kids uh, clearly don't understand the real purpose of Earth Day, which is not just to put something new in, but to add to the positive environment, not to uh, get rid of an old tree to put in a sapling. So that's the joke there, is that they have, in fact, done something negative to the Earth instead of positive, and that's not good. It's not good at all. Our next comic of the day is The Griswells by Bill Shore. In this case, the... uh, in this case, <laughs> yes, it's a, it's an important case file from the Griswolds. Uh, in this this particular episode, the bear is talking to the porcupine and goes, "Hey, uh, have you ever appeared before a judge?" Which, first of all, I want to know what the the <laughs> what occurred prior to this statement being made that led the bear to just go, "Hey, have you ever appeared before a judge?" Because that is not a usual uh, kind of comment one makes in casual conversation. Ever appeared before a judge? He goes, have you ever appeared before a judge? And the Pokemon goes, no, that would be cool, though, because I've always been a real magic aficionado. The joke here is that he's using the word appear as in to magically appear out of nowhere as opposed to just appearing before a judge, which is what it means when you when you go when you go to court. So he is he is conflating those two terms, appearing before a judge and then kaboom, hocus pocus, alakazam, I've appeared out of thin air, perhaps with a, a puff of smoke and a loud bang. Yeah. Our next comic of the day is... Alright, it's Arlo and Janice. And in this one, uh, the first panel explains where the Sargasso Sea is. And then it shows a picture of a mermaid, which is which is Janice, and a sailor, which is Arlo. Uh, and, and Arlo is a sailor looking, gawking at the mermaid. And it says that it's a relatively calm, in relatively calm conditions there, that gave rise to fanciful tales of sailing ships trapped in the seaweed that collected there, and then presumably being lured to their death by mermaids. But now, today, he says, the Sargasso Sea goes by a second name, the North Atlantic Garbage Patch. Uh, And then the (laughs) the final panel shows Janice as the mermaid, Surrounded by garbage and a tear coming down down her her eye from her eye, and she has no mouth for some reason she's she's mouthless and she's surrounded by garbage and it says people can people start pollution and people 
can stop it. And that's a good message, sure, but it's not obviously funny. And I don't know why Janice is a mouthless mermaid, but there it is. Our next comic of the day is BC by Maestro Yaini and Hart. In this episode, um, Peter the Caveman gets one of the slabs off a rock that conveniently says slabs. And he writes, how do you help preserve the environment? And he throws the stone slab into the sea where, of course, it floats because we all know that stone floats on top of water. And it goes away, and then it comes back later, and uh, it's the same slab because what he wrote has been scratched out with a line through it. And they write, we recycle. So how do you help preserve the environment? We recycle. The joke here is that they have recycled a magical floating rock slab by reusing it again. So that's funny because they're doing literally what they said they were. Our next comic of the day is the Argyle Sweater, which is not, it is not the far side. Uh, in this episode, um, the Muppets are all in class being being taught by Professor Honeydew. And we know it's Professor Honeydew because, A, it's Professor Honeydew, and B, he has written it on the, bu- the blackboard. And uh, he's saying to them, welcome to Muppet Anatomy. But what he's pointing to is a human-sized, a section of a skeleton that is a human-sized from the elbow to the hand, through the hand. So, welcome to Muppet Anatomy, and it shows a hand, because Muppets are puppets. They're controlled by hand, and so if you took an actual x-ray of a Muppet, you would see a human a human arm, and that's funny because, uh, because Muppets aren't real. Our next comic of the day is Fred Bassett. In this episode, um, Fred's playing fetch, and for about eight panels... Uh, he's going back and forth playing fetch and somebody's yelling, fetch Fred, fetch Fred and so on. And finally at the, in the final panel, he's chasing it. Uh, somebody's yelling, fetch Fred. And he goes, this is becoming tedious. And the joke here is that Fred Bassett is correct. His comic strip is tedious. Our next comic of the day is Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. Barney Google still in like one point, one point lettering and Snuffy Smith in 20 point. Um, and Snuffy's in the pre-joke, because Snuffy Smith has two jokes usually. The pre-joke, Snuffy and his friend Geech, or whatever his name is, are walking down the lane. And uh, Snuffy goes, the only time I sing is when I'm in the bathtub. And Geech goes, thankfully not all that often, eh? <laughs> because Snuffy Smith's a terrible singer, and that's funny. So you, you get that. But in the next panel, the starting, he's singing tomorrow, tomorrow. The moon will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar. He's singing that. And then uh, Louise says, is talking to her friend, whatever her name is, Eliza or Irma, whatever her name is. And he goes, my Snuffy Smith is more of a night owl. And the joke here is that Snuffy Smith is singing a song from Annie, the musical, which came out in approximately, what, 1942? I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, I know it wasn't, ni- I know it's more recent than that. I don't send me, I don't, uh, it's a long time ago, but he's doing a song from Annie, which is normally the sun, will, the sun will come out tomorrow, not the moon. And that's uh, the joke there is that he's uh, saying the moon because he's a night, <sighs> night person, not a day person. 
Our next comic of the day is Crankshaft by Betty Uck and Davis. In this episode, uh, Crankshaft's bringing in some bottled water, and he puts half of it in the refrigerator. Uh, oh, he has two packs. Okay, one he puts inside the refrigerator, and he leaves one on the counter, and his daughter comes in and goes, Hey, why'd you leave that one pack of water bottle on the counter? When That one pack of water bottles on the counter. A pack of water bottles. I mean, that that's right. It just weird, reads weird. Why did you leave that one pack of water bottles on the counter? And uh, he goes, well, there, there wasn't enough room. So he says, so half of them are in the refrigerator and half are in the refrigerator. And the joke here is that the word refrigerator and the word this term refrigerator are very similar, it turns out. So you, you got things that you want cold now. They're in the refrigerator, but... For the other stuff, it's in the refrige you later. And that's funny because, yeah, it's just, okay, fine. Our next comic of the day is Mutts. Uh, in this episode, the uh, the dog is, is standing on his hind legs on the back porch and he says, Happy Earth Day! And the, the cat says, No, hold on. And they fl- they run across the yard. And then they, they're in a flower patch. And he says, Go ahead, say it with flowers. The joke here is that there's an old expression from florists that you should say it with flowers. And, you know, I love you or I hope you get better, whatever. But say it with flowers, and that's nice. But here, literally, he's telling the the dog he should say it with the flowers, being amongst the flowers. So he is one with the flowers when he says it. Uh, And that ties into Earth Day because it's natural. You know, it's nature. It's beautiful flowers. And that's, it's funny because he's literally saying it with the flowers themselves. Our next comic of the day is Mother Goose and Grimm. And this is an odd one. Uh, it does not feature the normal characters. And this one, um, it's a bunch of cats. I Yeah, they are. They got to be cats. They're all cats. Uh, in this episode, yeah, there's a, one of the cats looks like Marlon Brando's Don Corleone. And he's talking to another cat and he goes, I, I'm considering whether I should do the voice. That's for the yeah, I'll do it. Why not? That's for the carpet. Make it look like an accident. That one that was a terrible Brando one, but I, I cannot blame the creator of Mother Goose and Grimm for that. But the joke here is that all right. As for the carpet, make it look like an accident. The joke here is that uh, often gangsters would say when they want somebody killed in movies, make it look like an accident. But with cats. They often have accidents on carpeting, which means they have peed on it. And that's the joke there is that he's talking to a cat uh, and uh, he's going to have an accident on the rug. Because, uh, uh, yeah, great. You get you get that, right? Okay, thank you. Our next comic of the day is Henry by Don Tracty in this episode. Uh, Henry, who is a, a, a child who never speaks, uh, walks past a sign that says, Do a good deed every day. Oh, Okay, well, that's nice that the, the city founders put up that sign. Uh, so he comes he comes up to an old lady who is standing, and we know she's an old lady because she's got a cane and a fun and a, and a round hat. So Henry, she's at an intersection. So Henry takes her hand, helps her across the intersection, and then he's across, and she waves at him, you know, thanking him. And now Henry, Henry can't get back across because now he's scared of the traffic, and and so the woman. The old woman now helps Henry back across the street. And the joke here is that it's a role reversal situation, that the that the roles have changed. 
that now Henry is being helped by the very person that he sought to help himself. And that's the joke there is that no, no, no good deed goes unpunished, I guess, because, or goes, well, he wasn't punished. Uh, no good deed goes ungood deeded. Uh, it's instant karma. It's going to get you. Yeah. Our next co- oh man is the family circus. Um, all right, in this episode, the dog Sam is um, oh man, this is worse than usual. The dog Sam is sleeping in the backyard, and Billy comes out and goes, "Sam, here, Sam!" And like for four panels, he's going, "Sam, Sam, here, Sam!" And the dog just keeps sleeping, and then finally, Billy holds the bowl down and with all his might screams, "Dinner!" And Sam comes running, and Sam has a thought balloon. Sam the dog has a thought balloon that says, why didn't you just say that in the first place? And the joke here is that a dog will come a-running if it knows it's time for food. But also now, we have added to the canon of the family circus that the dogs now are sentient and can speak, or at least think, in English. Because that's the natural conclusion there, and which is, I guess, appropriate on Earth Day. The animals will become more sentient, and they will take over the planet, and they will eat us. Happy Earth Day. Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. 